Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. for tuning in uh we're gonna we're having a, a little bit of technical difficulty for some reason through something with blog talk i'm guessing so uh let me transfer over here hey james you got me buddy i'm here oh man thank you lord Woo. <laughs> i'm starting to kind of freak out a little bit i ain't gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> i was freaking out myself <laughs> i was like come on man uh Went through all the tests and, and everything was working fine, but for something, I don't know what, dialing up right. I could hear you, but he couldn't hear me. And it was crazy, crazy for a little while. But anyways, everything started working when it needed to work. So uh, I can't complain, not one bit. So anyways, guys, I want to thank you all for joining in tonight. We got a really great show lined up. Uh, I think it's going to be probably one of our best shows we've had in a while. Uh, just by the reaction of James, what in the world are you doing, bud? James, I was trying to get the other headset on. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I was like, "What is that chicken sound?" But, anyways, we got a great show lined up. We got Dave Fever coming on. We know all the controversy. We just talked about it yesterday. So if you were tuned in with us yesterday, you know everything we're talking about. He's going to come on. He's going to talk about the hype and, and everything, or the all the hoopla that's going on with it. So. We're going to get you guys to ask some questions. Uh, so far, we got people coming on. I want to thank everybody so far that has tuned in. And uh, but also, you can see in the top right hand or left hand corner, sorry, of uh, all the sponsors that help out with this show. You can also see them down in the bottom as well. Uh, so if you get a moment, please go check them out on social media, follow them, like them, and then check out their website. Also, in the bottom of this, guy that's huge, James. He's got all kinds of beating and banging going on right now, but. Um, also, right now in the bottom of this show, you can go through all the links to take it to all our sponsors and um, kind of you know check out what all they got and, and hopefully uh, get you some great uh, products, especially from Yak Attack and Falcon Rods, Missile Baits, Actical, Bonafide guys. Go check them all out. They got some some great stuff. And um, 
James is going to be kind of monitoring the questions on the live chat tonight. So make sure you uh, get your questions in for Dave LaFibra. And James, like I say, don't let me be egotistic tonight <laughs> and, uh, and and step in anytime you want to to, uh, to interrupt me. I, I don't care. So I just want to make sure everybody's questions get answered tonight. So, but anyway, Dave LaFibra, he'll be calling in here in about, I don't know, about six more minutes, seven more minutes. So, guys, if you missed last night's show, you can go on, check it out. It's going to be right under this one. Or you can go on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio or Stitcher and get uh, get caught up on last night's show. Uh, if you missed it, really good. We had a lot of great questions, covered a lot of stuff. We had a lot of great feedback today uh, from that show. So, I mean, James, have you did you get a chance to kind of read through some of the messages and, and what everybody said? Oh, yes. Um, it was great. Um, let's see what everybody had to say and everything like that. It was really encouraging and hopefully tonight it'll be even better. Yeah, I think, I think Dave is going to answer a bunch of questions that, you know, uh, uh, there's just been some issues. I, I know a lot of people are really upset about the whole using a bass boat to practice with. And, you know, we talked about it last night. I mean, if there is a rule, if there's no rule in place that you can't practice in another boat, Sorry, you're not taking advantage of that. And I'm sure there'll probably be a rule for that next year for that. So, but anyways, uh, oh, one more thing too, James. I don't know if you can check it out, but got uh, got a new bonafide hat on. James, I know yours is here. Oh, and I you're see it. <laughs> Got the new bonafide hat yeah. on. I think bonafide for sending everything. Yak Attack, Luther, John Hipster, uh, Tim. All, all you guys, everybody, everybody at Bonafide and Yak Attack, I can't name everybody right now. I've never been good with names anyway, so for me to remember everybody's name, I'm sorry. But I just want to thank everybody with that. Let me go over here make sure. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure that he hasn't tried to call in yet. So, so James, what do you got planned for this weekend? Are you going to try to do any fishing this weekend, or are you kind of working? Or I know I'm working. I got, I got wood to split this weekend, so. Well, I'm going to be on the water, hopefully. You have a good time splitting wood. <laughs> Got to get ready for that winter. So, yeah, what are you going to – are you going to probably fish around down there in, in the lakes around your house? Are you going to go anywhere different? Or? Yeah, I'll probably just fish the lakes around here. The rivers are going to be torn all to pieces with all the little runoff and everything like that that's been going on. So, I'll hit the lakes a little bit around here. Just just play around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just trying to read through some of the questions here. Uh, give some shout-outs. Fishing Online, thanks for joining. Grizzly Yacker, Bass Cat Dave. Bass Cat Little Dave, sorry. So Jonathan set the hook. Some familiar names from last night, guys. I want to thank everybody so far tuning in. Uh, we see some of your questions coming in. Uh, what is Chris saying? What's Chris saying there, uh, James, at the bottom there? Uh, plenty of guys bought bass boats to pre-fish with. They're just upset there, was, there wasn't his. It wasn't his, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally take advantage of it. I mean, if I had mine, 
and I made national championship, and we didn't have the classic and all that going on. I probably would take mine, you know. Cover a lot of water. You know, do do what you can do. I'm granted the rules probably changed by then, but uh, I actually you know. thought about taking mine down to the national championship. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you can There's run multiple bodies of water to fish. Yeah, and you're not going to cover it all in a kayak. You're just you're just not going to do it. So, yeah, I I have a feeling that'll probably change, but uh, Dave Lefebvre. It gets changed. Hey man, you got a rule. It's your rule, so you own it. <laughs> yep. How many people can say that? You know. Yeah. So we'll give him just a little bit more time to come on, guys. We're also going to try to get Casey Reed to come on tonight. He's working right now. He plans on hopefully trying to get off in time to, to come on and kind of go over some stuff that we talked about yesterday that um that we might not have clarified good or we might not have got our facts right. We talked a little bit this morning. He, you know, he, he said we was kind of hit the nail on the head when it comes to certain, certain things we talked about. There was some things that um, we kind of had misinformation or, or, or something like that. So, you know, and, and that doesn't bother me. He says that I want him to come on and kind of get everybody or tell everybody where we kind of screwed up a little bit on some of our information. So, uh, and that's fine because, like I said, we're all learning. We're still learning the whole KBF system. And, and but he's also going to be talking about what's coming up for next year. What's what's in the pipes for next year, the 2019 KBF. I don't know how much he can tell or what all he'll tell, but he said he'll come on and talk about you know some of the plans that they got going on for possibly points or or whatever. So I think that'll be good. James, we got anything kind of coming in right now? We're just kind of some questions right now, waiting for David Fibra. Yeah, the uh, Eric Nelson. Maybe those guys. They can see if Kleenex will sponsor them. The ones that are complaining about. <laughs> them. <laughs> oh, and then we have some question. We have some questions for uh, Dave Lefebvre when he comes on. So. Okay. Um, good. Good. Yeah, I like. I like Danny. That yeah, that one brought it out to me, so I thought that one was pretty funny. What's that bottom one right there say? I just want to see James's beautiful face. What in the world? Oh, boy. (laughs) GSB, dude. Watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. It's going to get kind of serious in here tonight. (laughs) Got you a fan. I can't wait to get James on Skype either because it's – boys, wait till y'all see this guy. Hmm. That's a picture of my chair, though. I wish I could zoom in on it right now. Let's see if Dave's called in yet. Waiting on Dave. Dave, come on, buddy. It's 9-10 now. I told 9-10 kind of give us some time to do our intro. So we'll see what's going on. But anyways, yeah, like I say, guys, uh, we've gotten a lot of subscribers today. I appreciate everybody that's subscribed so far. You can uh, – like I say, please share this video tonight uh, with everyone. And, you know, we still take the comments after the show. Love to hear from everybody. So if y'all can just share it, subscribe. We're going to be doing more of this. We plan on doing more of these shows every Tuesday night. Granted, that was yesterday. But we'll, we'll also be doing our regular podcast show through YouTube Live as well so we can kind of get everybody some interaction, asking questions and, and all that um, for the – for the pros that come on or the guests that we have on. 
Let me go ahead and text him now. And yeah, we we have Chris. We have Chris on. Somebody is trying to call me right now. They're just going to have to wait. It ain't me, buddy. I know. It, it might be GSP, dude. Well, could be. It's, it's oh, good. All right. I don't know. We got Dave Fever calling in right now. Let's get to that. <laughs> hey, Dave, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Oh, not good. Bad, how are buddy. you? All right, man. I, I appreciate you calling in tonight, Dave. I know y'all got a busy schedule. It's probably been a crazy, crazy week for you. Um, tell us a little bit about the the wind down process of after fishing the the, the uh, KBF tournament. You know, kind of getting back to getting back to, I guess, the elite side of things. <laughs> yeah, wind down doesn't exist for me this time of year. <laughs> um, it's it's a it was a real crazy week. It was a unexpected. You know, everything's kind of unexpected. Wasn't even sure I was gonna participate in that event i was going to originally planned on just helping you know helping out with uh fishing online was the big sponsor of that tournament so i was going to go there and just help them and and uh somehow i got swindled into fishing it and uh added more craziness to the <laughs> to the already crazy week you know? yeah tell us a little bit about fishing online i know you know they're kind of a big deal with everything going on with the, the term i see y'all had a picture of uh everybody y'all took together up there and uh kind of tell us a little bit about fishing online if, if you don't mind yeah um just a you know a great group of people and and i've been you know in the industry for 20 plus years and that's kind of who you know who i like to partner with or the, you know the relationships that you make throughout the years are, are much more important to me than than the money you know i kind of stay loyal to to partners for a long, long time. It's been that way my whole career. And um, you know, they're just a just a good group of uh, guys and girls that 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 care about the sport. They're trying to do something positive and um I think they're much uh better known in your world. Um I should say our world pretty soon, but um, <laughs> you know, they're they're big into the kayak industry and, and uh that's kinda how we met through through uh uh through through bonafide and and uh you know they it's just a it's a it's a cool deal it's, it, it, like i said just just good people and that's where it all starts and i'm looking forward to uh you know to a long relationship yeah yeah it's uh i was kind of doing some research with them today and because uh, i'm still learning some of these these companies that are in the kayak industry and you know there's more and more popping up every day and uh so yeah i was kind of kind of looking around at them and seeing what all they had and uh definitely it looks like a great bunch of people and, and, and a great a great business they got going on there so um let's go ahead and get james what is uh well actually hold on a minute. let me do this so anyways let's kind of get into the questions at first let's just get all the bad stuff out the way before we start talking about fishing and, and catching bass that sounds fun sounds fun <laughs> So, and, and I'm anxious to hear hear some of the bad stuff. I've heard there is bad stuff. I have not seen any. Um, just yeah. before we get rolling into the dirt, um, everything that I've heard so far has been 100% positive. It blows my mind. Um, you know, just the overwhelming support. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear 
the downsides and, and, and some of the stuff that I heard people are saying are, are things that I actually agree with. So that should be an interesting, yeah. interesting. Night. Yeah. I think, I think the main thing is what kind of got it going. Well, this is just me kind of reading off of the social media stuff is, is some of the, the guys crying about a pro fishing in, in this series. And for me and James and, and most of our listeners all feel that it's a great thing to have an elite pro or FLW pro or, or whomever come in because of getting the exposure and kind of showing what the sport is growing into. And, you know, you being a pro, what is your thoughts about, you know, I know, of course, you're going to say, yeah, because I mean, you come in and fish it, but how do you, how do you see the sport could grow with more pro fishermen coming in and fishing some of these events? I, I don't know. In a, in a nutshell, you know, I think more competition and, and more exposure is just a win-win no matter what you're looking at. But, you know, on the same, on the same side of that, you know, I, I didn't know whether, you know, I've kind of been on the side where I, I don't think pros should fish opens and pros should fish, um, whatever they're called now, strands, uh, lower level DFOs and things like that. I've always felt like, um, I, I wish that wasn't the way that it is, but it is. And in this event, I, I really didn't feel comfortable fishing it. I never planned on fishing it, never, until the you know until a few days before. And uh, I basically got talked into it, you know. And, and not to say the money isn't attractive, but I would have fished it, you know, if it was a hundred dollars. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I, I just. Um, you know, I, I had advisors, I guess you'd call them, people that I've met, you know, since I got into the kayak world a little bit. And and just, you know, when they brought it up, um, along with the Erie Sports Commission, you know, they, they helped promote the event here because it's a big deal um, for our for our town. Um, but, you know, everybody just was unanimous. Yeah, you should fish it, you know. So I, I don't – I basically spent um, – hours and hours, you know, reading the rules. And those KBF rules are are, are worse than the Bassmaster rules. I mean, I'm dead serious. There's, there's, I had to read and read and read and read through and then click, get clarification through some, some people that are probably, you know, probably watching right now with uh, John and Harley and Seth and guys from Fishing Online and, and Russell Johnson and Chris Calori. I mean, I'm asking those Noah Hack. I'm asking those guys all kinds of questions. Sometimes I got contradicting answers, which meant they didn't even know the rules. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, I, I just, I just, I just wanted to get this. All I can go by is that you know they live this industry. It's more like a culture I've come to realize in the last couple of days. Um, and I, and I think that's the only thing that I could do is just go on their feedback. Um, but, you know, when somebody suggested I fish and then I ask, what do you think? And everybody says, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. Definitely. Definitely. And some of these guys are fishing the tournament too. So I just, that's all I could go on, you know? And I thought, well, if they think it's going to be good, let's uh, give it a shot. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> this put, I lost, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seven or eight years of my life <laughs> this week. Um, just in stress. I mean... I mean, you know, I, I give everything I got in every tournament, but um, this is a little different when you're thinking about the aftermath. You know, if I do this and I come in second, you know, how stupid how stupid am I going to look? Uh, you know, it's my front yard we're talking about. And uh, with, the, with the conditions, I'm sure we'll get into that later, you know, with the transition, these fish are on the move, which meant – it's very um, inconsistent. We're literally during the tournament, it started a couple of days before the tournament, and it's and it's happening right now. Um, you know, with that kind of a with the fish in that kind of an attitude, anyone could have won this tournament, and you can see by the final results that anyone could have. You know, one mistake here or there, and it's a different story. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely interesting. You know, just. It's like me and Jane said, heck, if we knew you was fishing, I'd love to come up there and fish it, you know, because it ain't, it ain't many opportunities, opportunities that guys get to fish against pros, you know, and it's not the fact that you just want to go out and hammer them, but you just want to have the opportunity to see how you stack up, and when I got to see uh-huh. people crying about it, I was like, man, what, what is wrong with you guys? If you're that upset about it, you already lost. It's like me and Jane said, if, you, if there's a pro in it and you're already upset about it, that means you already lost, because, you know, you, you're not... You think you lost before you even put it in the water because you're worried that guy's already going to beat you. So uh, I think mm-hmm. for you know for that I think it's I think it's awesome. I know around here, you know John Cruz is from this area, and I would love to go out there and fish a couple of open events. I wish John would show up and fish a couple of them. You know, just it's just fun, it's just good time, and uh, I think you know I, I think it's going to do nothing but improve the sport. Well, I mean, I hope you're right. You know, that's, that's, that's my only intention. I, I truly, you know, I didn't know how I was going to react. I've never been in a kayak and had an opportunity. We got a little local TV show that we do here called Erie Extreme. And we're just doing the, the whole premise of the show is to do things that I've never done before. The stuff that I missed out on over the years, you know, when I was younger, stuff that I've never done. I just was so focused on bass tournaments since I was a little kid. I just missed out on a lot. So that's what we're doing. And that's how this thing happened. If it wasn't for that show, I don't know if I'd have ever done it. You know, we hooked up with, with Hans from Bonafide and he drove all the way from South Carolina to bring a prototype before they introduced them to the world um, up to Pennsylvania, you know, and I got the fishing one and, and I was addicted from the first time I got in that thing. I mean, I kid you not. And, and it's been a, a learning curve ever since then and and um, i'm finding out you know just you know you, you ask a million questions you just you're when you get into something new that you're unfamiliar with all you can do is surround yourself with people that are better than you and know more than you and um it's just been a it's it's been a fun ride so far and i'm looking forward to it so that, that's the, the bittersweet part you know i'm i don't care that the adrenaline rush catching giant smallmouth out in the middle of the ocean uh, and, and it was blowing 25 miles an hour on the morning on day one out of the South. Thank goodness. But 
nevertheless, if you break down, you're just into Canada. So yeah, uh, it was a pretty exhilarating week and something that I'd like to feel again. But you know, I'm gonna just take it the same way as as I took going into this first tournament. You know, I'm gonna I just want to hear the feedback if it's okay with 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 uh you know with the kayak community that they feel good about it and it really does benefit the sport and help uh, you know i just want to do whatever i can and i would love to keep fishing but i ain't gonna come in the middle and step on anybody's toes and try to take over the world and or anything like that so i mean we'll just see how it goes and you know just keep listening what yeah can you do? yeah I, yeah exactly and and i'm 100% sure that probably about 97% of the people love it, love that you fish that event, you know, love that a pro come in. And, and I'm I'm kind of just reading through, and James probably sees it, reading through the responses and comments, and everybody was happy that you was able to fish it and, and that you did well. I mean, you're showing your body, the wa- your body of water. So uh, I know there was a, another issue. I'll let James kind of go into that. And this is, you know, kind of coming into the practice deal. But James, I'll let you go into that and, and, and ask those questions. Yeah, there was a – I just noticed a bunch of stuff online about um, practicing out of the bass boat, which then after you start listening, it seems like a lot of that happens at every other tournament anyway, that a lot of people that fish kayak tournaments use their bass boat to pre-fish for the tournament and if it's not in the rules it should be 100% legit which it's not in the rules that you can't use a bass boat so to me if you use the rules the way that they're used then everything is legit and I mean how do you think about that yeah I can ramble about that that's kind of a shocker to me for me to hear that um the first question I asked, I, I, I think it was the very first question I asked was, how do you practice? How do these guys practice? Do they actually practice in their kayaks? And the overwhelming answer was no, they practice from boats. Um, I fished with um, John from Fishing Online the, this, the, uh, the week before, and there were guys calling him from boats that saw us that were pra- that were getting ready for the the tournament so i didn't think anything was weird about that so i'm kind of surprised to you know surprised at that argument um the i, I don't even know what to say about that i would say if it's in the rule if, if you're allowed to do it and you have a bass boat and you're fishing lake erie and you choose to fish out of your kayak instead i just I don't even understand why you would do that. <laughs> exactly. For me, for me, I've never. I mean, it's in the rules. We're allowed to fish out. You practice out of your out of your bass boat. So, um, for me, um, I'll just ramble a little bit. Um, you know, I I pra- even though I practice out of the bass boat. See, I don't have side scan yet in my on my kayak. And that's like crucial. I have that thing set out to 160 or 180 feet. And I know a lot of guys have it. I just don't yet. But not installed. And um, I was practicing within a mile and a half, I'd say. You know, we had a, a boundary of two miles out, which was 
which killed the local advantage for me, by the way. Um, but I was um, fishing places where you could back your truck up to the lake and put a kayak in and not go more than a mile and a half. So I was fishing the same water. And the only reason I was I was putting in at Shades Beach, and it's kind of a funny story. Shades Beach is like a, less than a mile from my house. And I was putting in there just to decoy everybody. Like I was just leaving my truck in that parking lot and running to these other launches. You were a lot of guys fish, like um, northeast, or, or not northeast, 16 mile, Freeport, um, you know, running to those areas and thinking that I was just de- <laughs> making people think I was going to fish shades. <laughs> and it almost backfired because I ended up fishing at shades which was weird you know i'd never would have dreamed it in a million years i didn't practice very much and i wasn't really on anything solid because like i said everything was changing and i just i couldn't really practice in front of shades because there were so many you know there was several boats several of them were in our tournament bass boats and then there were several kayaks so i really never even got to look until it was almost dark the night uh the day two days before the tournament and I uh, I finally got to side scan all that and find some isolated boulders, and I dropped on one and caught a, a four-pounder, so I knew there was some there, and that was all I was going on. So it wasn't like I was on the mother load or, or felt or felt good about it. There's people listening right now that can verify that I was scared to death. I mean, I, I was like, you know, uh, I have to get lucky to win this because somebody's going <laughs> to win it super, super shallow. And, so. Yeah. Anyway, the boat thing, you know, I don't see – I don't even know what else to say about that. I, I, I can't even hardly believe that, you know, it's it's well, it's well in the rules that way. That's the way – I don't yeah. – and, and, and furthermore, I don't know if I agree with it. Like, I would – that might be one of the things that maybe they shouldn't allow, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't stop me from fishing. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, well, that's, that's kind of what me and James have been talking about is, you know, if, it's in, if it ain't in the rules where you can't use it, then you, and, and everybody else is doing it. It's just you got some guys that don't have a boat. All they have is a kayak, and they don't have the ability to be able to get in someone else's boat and practice. So, you know, when they get beat, you know, people already get beat. Sometimes they look for an excuse why they got beat instead of just they didn't get it done. And I think that's what that whole mm-hmm. thing stemmed from. And and that's it's not a lot of people talking about it. You just see a form here and there where somebody says something about it. But like I say on us, it probably most of the people we got listening right now, I'm kinda of going through just looking at every, all these comments and most of them are like, you know, at the national championship you see guys like James said earlier, with boats, you know, pre fishing. You gotta cover water. You ain't gonna cover much water in a kayak, especially in the body of water you're fishing. So, yeah, I, I I know that you know I know that I met a few guys this week that only that practice in boats and towed their boats to Kentucky last year and and everything. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's kind of get on to some positive stuff. I'm tired of the negativity and the <laughs> the <laughs> just the craziness of it. But um, James, you got anything you want to ask him right now before we start going into prayer? I know you can kind of been reading over the the list and or the comments here. I I yeah. Uh, 
I mean, now that you're qualified for the national championship, uh, we've had multiple people ask that. Um, are you going to fish the national championship? Um, I, I, I'm i 99.9% sure I have a conflict with that. So, oh. um, and any, and, but, but regardless, if I didn't, it, it would be one of those deals where I would just kind of feel out the, the canoe people or the canoe. Oh my gosh. I didn't say that. <laughs> that loud, did I? Well, <laughs> I'm a rookie. There's another comment on the <laughs> Let's go back to the negative comments for just a minute. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I hate canoes. I swear I hate canoes. Um, what was that? Uh, what was, I threw myself off there. Uh, anyway, even if I didn't have a conflict, I would. I would just want to see what the what you know what what the feedback is and stuff like that. And if it's good. No, I would like to. I would obviously like to do it. It's a big deal. But uh, if it's not good, it's not the end of the world. You know, I just I'm I'm basically doing this for fun. It's something that I enjoy. So I don't want to cause any more havoc. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't think you will. Would it look like on, at all the comments on here? I would say more than I would say ninety nine percent of them are all for you fishing. So what it looks like to cool. me yeah it looks like it looks like in reality i'm not going to be able to which which is uh, which is good it makes it so there's no decision to make there yeah <laughs> yeah everything's you can see people making comments about the canoe <laughs> they're laughing <laughs> uh, i should have i should have wrote that on my hand <laughs> kayak 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 that's right kayak <laughs> You got any other questions out there here? It seems like it seems like the board lighting up. There's a lot of people talking. Yeah, um, the bass and the MLF stealing anglers. Um, that's one person asked that. Patrick did. What do you think about that? I know it's can not you, on the bass and you know the MLF uh, series that's coming out. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about all that? Uh, yeah, that's the the PBT, the Pro Bass Tour. It's yeah, and um, is it the Bass Pro Tour? I think it's the BPT. But um, it's the BPT. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I, I'm really not allowed to talk about that, but um, we'll see what happens. There's you know all the information's about to come out. You've been seeing it spill out over the last couple of days, even today. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot going on. I can tell you, you know, it's exciting. Um, when you say you want to talk about positive things, you can't talk about anything more positive than than the future of bass fishing. So hopefully, in the end, or you know, throughout the next few years, it'll it'll benefit the entire industry, and and it doesn't take away from from our sport. You know, hopefully, bass and FLW can grow from it, and um, but certainly, it's it's exciting, and um, you know, it just it just yeah, you know, just you know, it breathes new life into you. So I'm looking forward to you know the next season and seeing what what takes place. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, it looks like everybody's you know, bass has cut the field down to 80. It seems like, and uh, FLW cut their field down to 150. 
So they're definitely everybody's trying to compete now, which seems good. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah, hopefully you know put more money in positive. the consumer's pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you can't say too much more about that because I'm sure that the bass and everything going on, they don't want nobody saying a word. Um, let's kind of let's kind of go to your kayak a little bit. All right, I'm gonna pull up a picture here. Got it just pulled up right there. Tell us a little bit about your setup, um, Dave. I, I see you got uh, a regular depth finder. You got your regular rants on there, and then you got your uh, I keep wanting to call that chirp for some reason. I do not know why. your your scan. Okay, what do they call that thing again? Flasher. The flash flasher. Yeah, that's on there. What and then what is that under that? What is that whole setup that you got right there? That's a beast of a setup. Uh the the picture that you are showing right now. Okay, so I'm finding out the hard way <clears throat> that kayak fishing, uh your your uh how you do things like it is evolves and it never ends. <laughs> Or hopefully it does end at some point, but I'm so new right now that that picture right there is so obsolete. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, so I had the, the HDS nine in there and I had the structure scan and I was in that, and that, that flasher is below it. Um, but I, I felt like the, the HDS nine was a little bit of overkill. I, I mean, I even put a 12 in there just to look at it. I put a 16 in there just to take a picture, you know, but it's, it, now I'm running. I started. Uh, I just one night I was just trying to sleep, and I I was just thinking about you know I was, I was in the middle of rigging the kayak up and had a lot of stuff. I was looking forward to the next day, you know, just checking it out. And I started thinking about my ice fishing stuff, you know, and uh, you know that's the stuff that we get out. I don't know if you, you probably don't do that where you're at, but it's a pretty big deal around here. And uh, I. You know, there, all that stuff goes in a box and, and totes, and it disappears until, you know, after Christmas. And it sits in totes for, you know, all spring and all summer and fall. And I just started going through that stuff and thinking about, you know, like my, I, I, not too many people know, but Hydrowave makes a Hydrowave Mini that's for ice fishing or, or for kayak. Um the flasher, you know, that you see in there. I am using that. It's a Markham lithium shuttle. And With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's perfect for in a kayak. It's inexpensive. It's, I mean, when you can see a maggot in 50 feet, 
imagine what what a spoon looks like in in 50 feet or a bass kind of dawned on me to start going through this stuff and then i thought man i got some ice fishing lorances so i i've got out a hook too and uh it's a very inexpensive unit that is loaded with features i mean it has everything that my hds can do that hook too can do and it's ice fishing again so i you know got it out had to tweak the mount a little bit to get it to fit on the bona fide uh, pod and um you know stuck that on there so right now the setup that you're looking at there up on my electronics is the markham is behind the hook too so the hook two is in front and then the markham is behind that because it's taller now so i just switched oh, those yeah. around and and what i'm doing with the with the hook too is you know using it for for gps obviously and then for some just straight sonar down and i have that transducer mounted on the pod you know right under my feet and then i have the flasher transducer you know like seven feet in front of me so i can see two different places you know um yeah. which is how i do it in my bass boat too i've got units that are right under my feet in the back and in the front and especially for lake erie or any kind of deep or you know vertical fishing it's just such an advantage to have more than one cone looking down the the markham is cool because it's it's got its own lithium battery so it's all you know it's like a suitcase you just pull it out of there and put it back in it's got it's got uh, you know that super bright led lights it's got uh, two USB ports to charge phones or whatever you're doing out there. Um, the battery is humongous and it lasts. It's, it's a very light portable unit, but it lasts forever. Like I think you can run it for four straight days. So, Dang, yeah, that's a that's a cool looking setup right there. I was looking at that. I was yeah, like, it, Man, I was... it it fits. You know, I like. It's kind of. I've always been a guy that likes to tinker, you know, with stuff and try to build stuff, and, you know kind of another thing I like about the kayak world is it's fun, you know, to just trying to figure out how to how to make sense of everything and get it in there the most compact and out of the way way that you possibly can. So right now the way I have that set up is not the perfect way. Um but I think that lithium shuttle and also that hook that new hook stuff is really gonna help a lot of guys save money and get the tools that they need you know, in these boats. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Everything that you can get and to customize and kind of make the boat your own. That's, how, that's what we like about Yak Attack. Yak Attack is, it's awesome when it comes to customization because they got, they kind of think of everything, you know, that you need. So, uh, and then just the other little things people do, just getting a GoPro set up and the rod and reel set up. And, and like how you did your, uh, your your measuring board that's a really great idea and i see i see a lot of people starting to do that and possibly kayak companies kind of getting into doing that yeah i mean it just makes sense you know just especially when you're thinking about doing tournaments you just want to have everything out of the way and a lot of things um world does in the bathrooms is not done in the kayaks and a lot of things the kayaks do are not done in the bass boats and 
I definitely agree with you on the architect. You know, Luther is a genius. I mean, some of this stuff really needs to bleed over, like the track, the track mount system. Where, yeah. You know, where I can put whatever I need wherever I need it. In a in a bass boat, you know, it just seems odd that we don't have that. I mean, it's something that needs to happen so that we're not. I mean, I drill. God only knows how many holes in my bass boat every spring. So it'd be nice to have that track system and be able to put whatever you want wherever you want it. You hear that, Luther? You need to start. You need to start marketing another another area there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, just in case Hans is listening to, he told me to tell everybody that he's cool. Oh, yeah, Hans is a cool guy. Yeah, so Luther's is, a genius. Yeah, Luther's a genius, and Hans is really cool. Yeah, it, it, when you talk to Luther, it always when you talk to him, always seems like he, he's always thinking. You know what I mean? You, you talk to some people like that, it's always like they're processing something or thinking about something. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just how they you know, super nice people, great guys, and uh, they got two great companies with Bonafide and Yak Attack. Everything's well thought out, and uh, like I say, just just great people. James, I'm seeing some of the questions coming across, man. And talking people talking about you'll start seeing people show up with flashers on their kayak now. Oh, you definitely will. You definitely will. <laughs> they won't even know how I to have read a question. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with it. But <laughs> <laughs> said the hook. Um, uh, wanted to ask you a question. What were the challenges going from fishing from a bass bass boat tournament to fishing the kayak tournament? Uh, you name it. Everything you can possibly think of. Um, I, I was trying to figure out how many days I had been in a kayak, and it's somewhere around a dozen, if that. Um, I'm still scared of flipping over. I've never flipped over yet. I've never floated in the water with a life jacket on yet in my life. It's not fun. I mean, it's I, not fun. No, I don't, I don't know. I, I wanted, you know, since I only had a couple of days to get ready, you know, I wanted to go out there and, and experiment, you know, and, and and feel what it was like to be in waves. I'd never been in waves before. It's always like a little stream somewhere or a smaller lake. So the big that was a big challenge, the unknown. Uh, I was just really nervous. Um, uh, the the other challenges, of course, are are not having a trolling motor and being you know having to use your hands uh, to paddle or or whatever, you know. Um, and so I. I mean, literally, I mean, all this happened at the last second, you know, um, worked something out with, with the guys at Torquedo and, and got, got one of those on the boat. And I can imagine that that's a controversy too, that, that, cause I just know based on the people that I know, some are just so against it. You know, we want to paddle everywhere. They're against pedals. Some of the comments that I had out on the water, I had a lot of people around me the last two days and, they're making fun of fun of me, you know. Yeah, Chris Calori is a lot bigger than I am. I don't know if you know him, but he said uh, real men don't have trolling motors, I think. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, you know, you can tell there's there's people that believe in certain things, and and uh, you, you know, you just never know where you're gonna fall. But the way I look at it, you know, it's legal. And uh, it was a must-have for me. I got that installed. Got out there on the first morning, literally. Just Chris just got done making fun of me. He was kind of fishing way too close to me. And um, 
I'm joking, of course, but he, uh, <laughs> he, he said, you know, real men don't use trolling motors. And then about 10 minutes later, I broke a cable and I had to paddle in that 25 mile an hour south wind <laughs> straight back into the ramp. And it took me, I, 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 I lost an hour and a half of fishing time that first morning. And when I paddled by Chris, I said, real men don't use pedals. So. <laughs> and then there's certain, there's all kinds of other, you know, all kinds of other examples. I sat next to a very well-known uh, kayak angler in the industry. That's, I don't, know, I don't even know what they call them, the, the man or whatever, but I don't want to get, I, I don't want to say what he said, but he just told me how to handle those Hobie guys if they're around. So there was about, <laughs> I had 17 boats around me on day, on day two. Day one, there was only one, two. And mysteriously on day two, I had 17 and uh, most of those guys were Hobie guys. So I let them have it. And that almost didn't work out. I almost found out what it was like to flip over that. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of talk. I know hopefully, you, I, I answered you your question. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of things. You know, in my boat, everything's controlled to the to a T, and you know, everything's in its place. It's per everything's perfect. And when you don't have that muscle memory and that thing, you know, just things happening the way it's supposed to, um, it's a scary feeling. So I, that's what I was doing in rigging my boat, trying to get it, you know, just as smooth as I could everything out of the way and and I'll tell you after day two you know or during the middle of day two I really started feeling uncomfortable and um but it literally took that long so. yeah yeah I know I know the biggest thing for me when I went because that's what we started we come from is fishing bass boats and, and local events and stuff and the biggest thing for me because I left on a Carolina rig a lot and crankbaits so when I switched over from that is casting difference you know when you, you're so low to the water when you're trying to really zing one out there you either worrying about hitting your power pole in the back of the boat which i've done several times snapping a line with a carolina rig or um smacking water backlashing james you seen when i was fishing a whopper plopper i totally blew up a bait caster one time i was trying to do a roll cast and smack the water and that that's been like the biggest problem with me is switching from a bass boat to fishing fishing a kayak is you're so much lower to the water it's hard to do some of those specialty yeah. casts that you like to do. That's that's one of the the benefits of the bona fide too. And I'm not not just to throw a meaningless plug out there, but it, that high seat position is really amazing. I mean, yep. you know, I got to sit in two other boats that that um, you know that just had the typical seating, and I, I really feel like that makes a difference. I'm glad that I'm starting in a bona fide, you know, so I can be up a little bit higher plus plus you can see so much better i mean every foot every six inches makes a huge difference in what you can see so um, but yeah. i haven't been in that position yet um you know i've fished little streams mostly and uh where you're kind of close to the bank just pitching a buzz bait around or a spinner bait or whatever or dropping you know in this tournament i never made a cast it was just dropping straight down so I'm sure those problems I can look forward to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's kind of get into your, into in, actually the fishing part of it with the practice. Uh, I got, I got a lure here. I got your, your drop shot that you, you pulled up. 
you just telling everybody it was kind of like your main go-to bait, uh, which you caught most of your fish off of. Um, when you was practicing, what was what were things you were looking for? Are you looking for rock piles? I've never fished. Me or James never fished any of the Great Lakes. So when it goes to it, what do you look for when you go fish a big body of water like that? You look for well, on you, first of all, you look for a place that's not on Lake Erie. So I, <laughs> I wasted a lot of time in Presque Isle Bay. I'm a I'm a largemouth nut. I mean, I would so much all growing up and when I used to fish clubs and regional stuff locally i would uh, always try to beat everybody with largemouth and i always got my butt kicked so i always that's my main focus i want to try to catch largemouth so i spent most of my time in the bay um you know just thinking this is a kayak tournament uh this is the ocean you know (laughs) There's no way we're going to fish two days in a row on Lake Erie. No way, especially in September. So I, I wasted a lot of time in the bay. If it would have been in the bay, it would have been awesome. But anyway, it turned out to be the lake. So I, my, my, my main goal out there was to try to figure out where the six-pounders went that we were catching a week before. Um, that You know, a lot of fish were out in that 50 50, 45 to 55 range and you know the week before it was 107 inches a day was going to win and so that kind of burned my most of my practice time on the main lake as I was trying to you know just revisiting all these spots where all those big ones were trying to figure out you know where they went so I, I had a horrible practice I mean I really did I was it's kind of like you swallowed your tongue. I couldn't catch my breath when I got out there and all the fish were gone. It went from marking fish everywhere, like insane, to zero. I mean, walleyes were gone. Everything. Um, at that point, it's fall, you know. Fall's coming. The emerald, it's all about emerald shiners and smell, but usually emerald shiners in the fall. Um, they're going shallow. It's usually around my birthday, which is 10 days from now you know, the end of September, early October. Um, but I found out it was happening, you know, the day before the tournament. And we had to quit. We had to be off the water at four. And, gosh, it was probably an hour before the cutoff when I started to figure that out. So it was, you know, just a major transition tournament, which – which, which, you know, I'm never going to say that I don't have an advantage living here. But if there's ever a time when a local dad does not have an advantage, it's, it's, in, it's during any type of transition. And this was, you know, a massive rush to the, to the bank. I mean, some of these, these guys caught their, you know, big bags of fish in less than 10 feet of water. A lot of them were in 15. And that just don't usually happen this early. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I just had a bad. I did not have a good practice. So when it comes down to come down to tournament time, are you kind of like, are you kind of drifting? Are you drifting with this bait? So I, I know you're dropping it down, but are you having no. to drop it down and drift over? Because I didn't have the wind, with the wind and everything. No, I, I was, um, you know, the, the torpedo was very, very important with what I was doing. I was running and gunning 
isolated boulders that had side scanned the entire shoal out in front of Shade Beach, and I had side scanned the entire shoal out off of Sewer uh, Wood, which is about six miles to the east. And um, I just found every single boulder. Like I said, um, two days before the tournament, right before dark, I, I found, you know, I got a big bite on a boulder. And then I marked some fish on other ones and never fished them because there was just too many people practicing around there. So um, it was all about finding those boulders on the side scan, marking them. I've never fished those boulders in my life. Um, they're only there in the spring, the fish, you know, and they and they go, they use those transition routes to head shallow in the fall like they're doing now. And um, that's pretty much all I did. I went from one rock to the next rock, tried to figure out, like, you know, how the fish, the, the fish are very, very, very hard to catch. Um, unless you're on just a, you know, a group of fish that no one's fishing on and no one's found and they've never seen a lure before, but the ones I was fishing for were extremely hard to catch. So just, uh, that's where my experience, I think that's the only area where it helped, you know, just little different, you know, like going to a smaller hook. I was using a tiny little number four. Most people use a number one. Um, I was using four pound test and six pound test, but when it got tough, I was dropping four, um, small, you know, just smaller baits. Sometimes it's a bigger bait, but just having a variety and, and went through a bunch of different baits on, on the second day. So, uh, but that's what it was, you know, 5.5 miles an hour from one rock to the next. And then <laughs> by the time you did it, by the time you did that once, it was an hour later and the first rock had rested, you know, 90 minutes to two hours probably. And it was time to do it again. So, and some of the rocks, you know, as I went through the tournament, some of them became, you know, sweet, sweet spots, you know, that, that just turned out to be better than others. So uh, there was one rock in particular that I caught the majority of my weight off of. That, uh, the, you know, the majority of the ones that ended up being in my... Now, we noticed that... Uh, what, go ahead, James. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was your rod and reel setup and everything that you were using? Yeah, I'm, I'm using, you know, all 13 fishing, you know, another great group of people. Um, and, uh, you know, they're just blowing the industry wide open. But uh, I'm using a prototype spinning reel, prototype X, with a high gear ratio. Um, I designed all the, all the rods in the Muse lineup and uh, the Muse Blacks. And one of the ones I'm most proud of and a lot of guys have bought and just you know, I can't say enough good things about it, is the 610 medium light. That's the, the rod that I use for rock shotting. Um, and then, I, you know, another another thing that if, if guys will give it a try, they'll never go back to anything else um, is Suffolk's Nano Braid. And a lot of people confuse it with Nano Fill, which was a horrible line that came out a long time ago. Um but this this stuff is like silk, and it, it's you know I I can use six or eight pound test. I use eight pound test on my main line with a four or six pound Sussex fluorocarbon leader, uh, and I use a super long leader too, like fifteen at least fifteen feet, maybe twenty, um, just because of the clear water. But that's pretty much my setup. I was using a bigger. I had two 
until somebody stole my rod on day two. <laughs> I had two oh. drop shots rigged up. One with uh, a three-quarter ounce tungsten weight, cylinder weight, and one with a half. And the, the half was on my six-pound test. And the, and the, I mean, the, the three-quarter was on my six-pound and the half was on my four-pound. But, but the key was getting on those boulders and dropping that thing, you know, 100 miles an hour, that three-quarter. When it got, the tougher it got, the bigger the weight, the better you, you, you know, the better off you were. More like a reaction deal. So you'd mark that fish, and instead of being all finessy about it, you know, you just drop that thing 100 miles an hour, and that was kind of triggering them to bite. It was a pretty, it was a pretty cool deal. I mean, it's just stuff, you, you know, that evolves throughout the tournament. You never know what, what it's going to be. So it was kind of neat to figure that out when it got tougher. Uh, Derek Atkins, I see a question. Go ahead, James. I I just seen one question here I wanted to ask, but if you got yeah, that's the same one I was gonna ask. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. Uh, Derek Atkins uh, was go, wanting to know if uh, I said, he said, was it hard to remember that you were competing for length instead of weight? Yes, and it, and it was a, it was a bummer too because you know some of the fish I caught, you know, I had like. 21 and a half pounds on day two and probably 20 and a half on day one. It, you know, I had some really fat ones. So I was with, you know, it's just such a waste because <laughs> the fatter they are, the shorter they are. Um, yeah. But it was hard. It was hard to remember a lot of things. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to, uh, I don't have a whole lot of time here. Either. I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. Um, I got you. But uh, I was, uh, you know, like I said, there's so many rules. And I, I kept screwing up my, uh, you know, how I put the fish on the board. I had never measured a fish on the hog trough before. And uh, thank God for fishing online and their floating hog trough because mine went in the water at least 10 times. But um, <laughs> that that was one of the mistakes that I made. I, the first, the very first fish I submitted was submitted backwards. So... I was showing the right eye of the fish, so the kayak people know what that means. I say that to my bass buddies, and they're like, what? Um, but anyway, I, I screwed up there, and it was painful. You know, it wasn't a giant, but it was like 17 plus, and I measured it upside down. So um, the turn, I text the tournament director, and I'm like, dude, you know, I screwed up that fish. Are you going to count it? And he's like, nope. <laughs> and uh, so, so then – the later on that day, I needed one more big one, like right at the end of the day. And I caught a, you know, a nice solid, you know, four and three quarter pounder. I think it was 18 and a half inches and it was going to call a 17. And I did it again. I had <laughs> caught like 30 fish that day, submitted 20 of them and did it all right. And then on, and then on that big one that I needed, I just got, flustered again screwed up took a hundred pictures of that stupid fish upside down and let it go <laughs> uh, you got to be kidding me so i lost an inch and a half that first day and and i and i had one of those 22 inches on in the morning those are those big six pounders i had one of those bites and i had it close to the net two or three times and it got off so day one was very discouraging that's the day i broke the cable i lost my phone for 20 minutes um 
usually it don't matter when you lose your phone, but when you're taking pictures of fish, all of a sudden it does. So it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, kayak fishing is one of the things where I'm still learning how I want to set my kayak up. Like I get out there and we fish rivers and we fish lakes and it's different setups for each thing and. I'm still trying to figure out how I do certain setups and I'll get out there sometimes still looking for tools. I'm like, man, I waste more time <laughs> looking for crap. You know, you used to a bass boat where you got everything right there. You know, your compartments, you don't have many compartments. The junk drawer is a big plus uh, for the bona fide, but it's also negative for me and James definitely. Cause I see James's kayak, but I'll have so much stuff stacked in there. I can't open it or can't find nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the hard part, man. It's like, fortunately for me, I've always tried to keep a light boat all throughout my career. I would literally, you know, empty my boat of only things that I needed. So I always just wanted to go as fast as the boat would possibly do. So I'm kind of used to downsizing and, and going light. But when you're talking about a, you know, a 12 foot boat, that's how wide are those things? 30 some inches. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. That brings a whole new meaning to the word downsizing. And I had a big time problem. I mean, because we were, you know, we had large mouth and small mouth. We didn't know what the weather was going to do. So you're talking large mouth stuff and small mouth stuff. But the cool thing about the, you know, this style of event, you know, all the large mouth stuff was in my truck. You know, we can't usually do that. So it's cool to be able to, you know, just rig it up for smallmouth. And if, if you had to abort or abandon ship, all you had to do is take everything out and put everything else back in, you know? Yeah. Everything about it was hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a different, different sport. It's fun, but definitely a challenge. It's kind of like bow hunting. You do a lot of hunting. You like it's going from bow hunt, rifle hunting to bow hunting is the way I, way I like to see it. It's a little more... Uh, I don't know, finesse to it. It's a little more thought to it, but um, we'll we'll get you one more question here, and then we'll uh, we'll let you get going. I know you say you got to get you got to get up early in the morning. So, James, you see anything that's come in that you want to ask him? I got one. Um, did you have the smallmouth? Were they flopping all over the place? I know they tend to do that a little bit more than the largemouth. Um, I, I didn't really have any, too, any issues. I, um, I can't say I practiced how I was going to measure them, but I felt like I had a really good plan. I heard a lot of horror stories and when I was, you know, months ago when I was just watching videos of kayak fishing and just looking at stuff, I saw some really bonehead mistakes and, and I've seen a lot of videos of bad things happen. So, you know, I was just kind of prepared for that the way that I, positioned the hog trough the, you know I had a net um, beside me I, I I feel like I mean I'll be on your show two years from now complaining about one that got away from me but I feel like <laughs> I'll never lose a fish I mean I don't see how they could even get away but the smallmouth were you know they, you put them on there and they kind of tense up you know and as long as yeah. you keep your hand on them I didn't have any I, I didn't have one fish I probably caught 80 fish in two days and uh, never had one flop and get away from it, so. Well, that's that's crazy. I know you down here in the James River, them daggone fish will flop and flop and flop. We always had to put them on a, like a fish grip or, or 
or something like that and put them in the water, let them chill out before we can put them on a board because they are just nuts in this river here. But, <laughs> but what Dave, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight. I, I mean, we, they got questions after questions. I'd love to ask you more, but I know you got, you got a lot going on. And um, like I said, hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to make it down to the national championship. I know everybody on here would love to see you down there. So hopefully that'll work out for you, but uh, just want to wish you luck for the rest, you know, for next year. And, Everything else you got going on with with Bassmasters, and uh, hope to hear from you soon, buddy. Awesome, yeah, I appreciate the uh, the offer, and and uh, you know, getting to clear the air a little bit and take on some of that negative stuff. That's always good, I think. And uh, oh, yeah. you know, keep me posted on on whatever you know more feedback you get. I've got um, a new little series I started on YouTube called Hurricane Day. That's kind of like the reputation I got around here because. It's like real quiet until I walk in, but I guess. So, uh, but anyway, I, I did a, a video on, you know, on rigging, how I've rigged my bona fide, and of course it's going to change. And then I've got a video coming out, you know, actually a part one and part two very soon on, you know, this tournament. I got all those catches and, um, and you know, my pre-fishing, I've got it all on, on three three GoPros at all times. So there's going to be a lot of good video coming out here in a, in a little bit. So make sure you, your people look out for that. All right, man. We, uh, we definitely will. And I, I actually watched your last video you did with the Bonafide. That was a, that was a good video. So guys go check him yeah. out and, uh, they can follow you on Facebook. Is it Dave Lefebvre fishing? Uh, Dave Lefebvre on Facebook, Lefebvre eight on Instagram. And, uh, and, and YouTube, Erie Extreme, the TV show that we have, and also Hurricane Dave. So. All right. Well, Dave, I really appreciate you coming on tonight, buddy. And uh, like I say, uh, hope, you, hope you have a great week and a uh, great rest of your year, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. All right. Well, that was a really good interview, guys. I appreciate everybody sending all the uh, questions in. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody. Uh, but there were some really great questions. I appreciate everybody that tuned in and, and you know, like I say, submitted questions because uh, it really helps out carrying the conversation on and, and like I say, clearing, clearing the air with uh, some stuff that, you know, that was going on like we discussed yesterday. And, and you kind of feel bad talking to him about it because some of the stuff he didn't even know nothing about, like the bass boat thing, you know. But, you know, so when you ask questions like that, you're kind of like, well, dang, now he's really going to worry about it. He might not want to fish anything else. So uh, I don't know. I think you. I think you'll be in. I, I look forward to seeing some of these other guys come in. They see how he did and test the waters, and you might see a lot more of these guys come in. So I'm hoping hoping that will uh, will happen. Uh, I want to thank everybody so far that's you know been telling us thanks for the interview and uh, also yes I see uh, said the hook was talking about Casey. Casey will not be able to make it in uh, call in tonight. He's working late. So that's kind of a bummer, but I'm going to work on getting Casey on maybe for next week and maybe we'll get some time in to ask him some questions. That kind of gives everybody some time to get your questions together. And, and that way we can ask Casey when he comes on next, maybe we can work something out with getting Chad Hoover on. Uh, so maybe that could be something we work on next week. I don't know. He's, everybody knows following, you know, KBF knows Chad Hoover's got some stuff going on. So, uh, everybody just keep him in your prayers, him and his family. So we'll work on trying to get it, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we also got the elite 
uh, the championship starts tomorrow. The uh, what do they call it? I, man, I have brain farts tonight. What is it, James? It's the Leap Championship fish off weekend. So I think yep. Friday. I think it's Friday they start the bass live. It's either Friday or Saturday. So I'll be glued to the TV on that. I, I hopefully James, you have some time to look at it. And then if we get hopefully whoever wins that and AOI, we'll be able to get them on and uh, and talk. It's a really close race with. Uh, Josh Burstrand and uh, oh man, Justin Lucas. Yep, yep, Justin Just, Lucas. Justin Lucas. Yeah, man, I can't remember names for nothing right now. I don't know why. What's wrong with me? But anyways, so guys, if uh, I, I'm gonna start a, a a contest, James, I didn't even discuss this with you, but I'm gonna discuss a a contest that I want to do on Facebook and Instagram. So what I want you guys to do is send us pictures of your personal best. And what we're going to do is on the shows, we'll pick a, we'll pick a winner out of the personal, personal best, keep them coming and we'll do it. And what we'll do is, is we'll put a lot of our contest people, you know, people that submit their fish. We'll have a spot right, right here, maybe where the one objective sign is at the bottom uh, with everybody's fish is scrolling through. So everybody can see your personal best and then we'll pick a winner. So let's see, what's today's date? The 19th. So if y'all go ahead and send them in to us, and then probably by, let's just say, the 19th of next month, keep sending them in. We'll keep putting the pictures up, and then we'll pick a winner and, and send you a, a little tackle pack uh, of some different baits and stuff like that. We're going to start doing some contests on here, but we're trying to figure out which way we want to do it. I, I think we might just kind of look at how the show's been going. Maybe we can start picking some of the people that are watching and there are people that are commenting, you know what I mean? So we can start picking, going through randomly, picking a winner and just doing a little bit, you know, a little crankbait here and there, a pack of worms or something like that. We're talking with sponsors right now to get some more supply, uh, some more merchandise. So anybody's listening, you got a company, you want to send some stuff in to give away, hit us up, uh, oneobjectivebf at gmail.com, or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. We check that regularly. So other than that, guys, I don't really have nothing else we want to talk about. Um, we kind of discussed everything yesterday uh, with, you know, all the topics that was coming up. I, I doubt I'll get out and do much fishing this weekend. I know James is talking about doing something. So next Tuesday, we'll talk about that. Also, we're going to be talking about the uh, the yak lights, fishing lights that they're coming out with. We've been doing some testing with. And also, we're going to be talking about our kill protector for your kayaks, the do's and don'ts of installing it. and that's about it. So that stay tuned for next Tuesday. That'll be on next Tuesday's show. Guys, if y'all have any other questions, let's see them here for a second or two and then we're gonna we're gonna kick rocks. We're gonna get out here and go to bed and get ready to go to work more. James, you got anything else you'd like to add? No, I just would like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight and thank all our sponsors that make this possible. And um uh, hope everybody has a good night. All right, guys. Well, we will be talking to you guys later. Y'all have a great week. Stay tuned. James, you got your video coming up. Will that be coming out Thursday? Yeah. I should okay. be able to upload it right after we get off the phone. All right. So look out for it for tomorrow. It might be tomorrow afternoon by the time we get everything set up. I'm not real sure. But anyways, look out for that. Guys, please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and please send those fish in. Uh, Facebook Messenger or Instagram Messenger. Send them on in. And uh, that way we can start getting the fish pictures up. Guys, we'll talk to you later. 
and uh, y'all have a great night. All right. I got to hit the transition button. Sorry. Y'all have a great night. <laughs> All right.